Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslanko, pastor of the community of St. Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isidoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 1, Episode 1 of this podcast. We will hear Father Mark's homily from December 10th, 2017, the second Sunday of Advent in Year B. The Gospel reading for today is Mark, Chapter 1, Verses 1 through 18. Let us listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Mark. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins people of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Advent can be a season of many things, but it is most importantly a season of time. A season of time. During these very short four weeks, we have an opportunity to look back in history to that day when Christ first came on the earth as Son of God. We have an opportunity to look in the present, to see whether our hearts are open today and what needs to happen for us to welcome Christ again when we celebrate Christmas. And then we have an opportunity to look forward in time for the day when Christ will come again and ask ourselves, are we ready to greet the Lord when that day finally comes? The past, the present, and the future all mark the conditions of our lives and the legacy of time that is ours to participate in. We realize that God's time, however, operates on a different principle because his is eternal. And he already, having experienced the past, is very much a part of the future and is also aware of the present. But even though God's time and our time operate differently because of his omnipotent presence, He is still very much with us. Time can be a blessing for us, 
but can also be our enemy. Very often, if you're anything like myself, I found myself fighting time. Always not enough of it. Always behind the eight ball. Sometimes in conflict with. Time is this essence by which we measure our lives. And on the one hand can be such a blessing, but also a source of great stress. Time can also be something we dread. Perhaps we are awaiting some news or trying to endure some trial. And every moment of every day becomes an extended moment as we try to hasten toward where we want to be, but we aren't quite there yet. And time can also be deceiving. We can think we are doing or seeing one thing, but then something far greater is happening. An example I love to use to depict this point is this. Most of us, when we get up in the morning, one of the rituals we do is we look in the mirror. And as we do so, we feel that everything looks pretty good. And we go about the business of our day, and at night before we go to bed, we visit that same spot, look again, and everything looks pretty good. And day after day, we go through this ritual and always come to the conclusion that things look pretty good. Until we're at a gathering and we're pulling out old pictures and we take something out maybe from 20 years ago and we look at what we look at now and all of a sudden it doesn't look so good. And we find ourselves wondering, I blessed myself every morning and how did I turn up to appear to be a person who's now suffering from drop jaw? And so as we go through these cycles, time can deceive us. And if we're not watchful and attentive, even Advent time can deceive us. We can easily convince ourselves that all is well and we just need to go about the business of our lives. But if we take a closer look, things may not be as they appear. And so as we look over these few weeks at God's time and what God has done throughout salvation history and the blessings that he's bestowed upon humanity and continues to bestow upon humanity, we can take ourselves along with God and broaden our view a little bit. And we can ask ourselves three important questions. The first one is, where have we been? Where have we been? So as we look back on our lives over a span of time, where have I been? Here I am today, where have I been? Where has my journey of life taken me? And then we can ask a second question. Where am I today? Where am I today? Where is my life taking me today? Where is God taking me today? How do things look as I take a view of the present? And then we can look to the future and ask, who can I be? Who can I be? I know where I've come from and I know where I am today, but who can I be? 
Because Advent reminds us that this journey that we call life is not one that we tread alone. For woven in the very thread of our lives is an even more profound thread, the thread of God. And God is trying to break into our experience, capture our attention, and open up doors and possibilities that we can't open up for ourselves. He knows our potential more so than we know. He knows how we're going to look at the end of the road that we're journeying. That's something we are evolving into. And so as we journey through this whole experience called life, Advent gives us an opportunity to do a review, to look back, to look at present, and to look at future. And where is God in the whole mix of this? Because when he came as son, one of the primary things that happened was he revealed himself as one among us, Emmanuel. And that means God is not just watching at a distance, but God is very much infused with all that he's made and with us. He's a part of the process. He's a part of the journey. And through our baptism, we have now even gotten closer because we become sons and daughters of God, just as Jesus is a son of God. And so we share in this very intimate relationship. So in the journey of life, it's not so much who do I say I am, it's who has God made me to be? Who am I as his son? Or who am I as his daughter? What does that mean for me? And once I discern that, and once I understand what that means for how I live out my life, then as I plot the course forward, as St. Paul tells us, we can be ready and open to receive him when he comes again. Even our second letter today points that out very clearly. Find yourself ready in holiness, in devotion, watchful, and waiting. And so as we go through this very special time, perhaps we can, in the busyness of our lives, as time has a habit of getting away from us, Find some quiet moments to review what my relationship with God has been, what my relationship with myself has been, what my relationship with God is now, what my relationship with myself is now, what my relationship with God can be, and what my relationship with myself can be. As these things unfold, if we're attentive and watchful, time will neither be our enemy, nor will it be something that gets the best of us. Time can be our friend and not be something that catches us unaware. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.